Hi, everybody. I'm Dale Sparagi, love and relationship coach and host of this podcast, New Wave Relationships, about all things relationships, relationship to self, others more than other, couples, singles, breakups, and dating. What's new in relationships and how relationships are changing and evolving, especially post-COVID, post-digital, post Me Too, and sadly to say, post no Roe versus Wade. So we're talking about finding love and losing love, creating lasting love and lifestyle. I'm thinking of this as a forum for relationships. So please, if you have any burning questions, send them in. Or here's something novel. If you'd like some coaching, if you're struggling with something in your relationship and you'd be willing to do the session here so others can benefit, please email me at dale at creativecorecoaching.com. On this show, I am joined by my beautiful co-host and producer, Sunny Hibbets. And Sunny and I have been friends for so long and I'm excited that we will be together interviewing people from all walks of life, from all ages and lots of different situations. We'll be researching and sharing our own experiences. We come from really different generations and Sunny brings this edgy, forward-thinking perspective, which I love, and I have already learned so much from her. So, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, this, me too. So fun. <laughs> I know. Um, did you say that you were curious about starting with? kind of a word for how you've been yeah I mean it would be fun to kind of do a check-in because I mean I'm just sitting here feeling like whoever thought like when we met I mean I don't even remember how many years ago you were like 13 Mm -hmm. would be here doing this podcast together so yeah my check-in would be like wow like this is so cool yeah, I I feel the same way, um, you know, and so I definitely feel lively from that because, you know, you met me, I'm, I'm sitting in my studio and something that probably the viewers will learn is that I'm a farmer. And so I'm looking out at my field and I can see the exact spot where you pulled over in your car, got out of your car and said to me, wait, you, you look so, so interesting or whatever you said. So cool. Your hair, like we should take some photographs. Um, cause well, yeah, photography, something like that. And, right? and you have to understand Sunny lives on an alpaca farm. Mm-hmm. So she was this gorgeous with this gorgeous red hair at 13 sitting on the side of the fence with these alpacas behind her. <gasps> and it was like, yeah, it was a vision that I couldn't not, I couldn't pass. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's so crazy from where that led. And there's so much in there that we're so going to get into. Um, But and now you're into coaching. And you connected me with my LCSW therapist, Mm -hmm. um, Marissa Naska, who I love and who has supported me 
like in a kind of a holistic based therapy framework through my whole from high school to now. Um, and there's just these, these sacred dynamics and these sacred relationships of you and her that just kind of help me with, you know, myself individuating authenticity, my art and, um, dating, dating. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're into coaching too. I mean, you've studied, you've been studying psychology and Mm -hmm. so it is, you know, we, we kind of just both ended up here. (laughs) <laughs> and and coming you know we like I'm this older straight you know heterosexual mm-hmm. and you know you come from such a different place so yeah yeah so I have um just so we understand so I have a bachelor's I just got my bachelor's so very happy about that um I got my bachelor's in psychology and holistic health with a certificate in holistic health so I have like kind of a basics of understanding of some psychodynamics and, um, you know, just relationships, especially from my holistic health background, which it's so amazing how it ties into what you do with nonviolent communication, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's such a great topic that I really want to get into at some point. And, Mm -hmm. um, but that's a big part of my, my background for sure. Um, and so getting into coaching, I'm definitely curious about it. Uh, that's where I kind of come from and just being in therapy since I was like 15, uh, mm-hmm. to now, and I'm, I'm 23 now. So that's part of kind of what we'll be talking about is just like those types of dynamics. And, um, I, as Dale mentioned, they are heterosexual. So, um, I am pansexual and genderqueer, which are both kind of like the the everything labels of both sexuality and gender. So we have um, different experiences with our age and our, our sexualities and you know gender expression um, that interrelate and also have differences that will be really great to talk about, definitely. Um, and so we wanted to start with a queering episode, um, but I was like, oh gosh, a queer imposter syndrome, how do I even... How do I display these things? So I'm excited that we're just talking and starting, which is awesome. Yeah, there's a lot to jump into right now, a lot to dive into with relationships. Mm -hmm. It's because it's so broad. Yeah. And there's so many changes that are happening. So that's why I'm, I'm loving the content here because it's rich. Yeah. And there's this spectrum. That is, you know, it's very alive and and growing and changing, like as we speak. I think. Oh, definitely. I and I I remember going to relationship sessions with you, where you were just kindly helping me out when I had like my first my first love breakup, mm-hmm. and then you know an abusive breakup too. Yeah. Um, and other ones in between of like falling in love with somebody else. So, um, there's been so many levels that you've seen me vulnerably in and I, what you and I definitely remember about part of why we're doing this is because in those sessions, they would be so rich Mm. of what we're talking about. Right. And what would come up and then talking about the before and after that we were like, gosh, we gotta, we gotta put this in something because this is so lovely. And there's so much here. 
I have to say, Sunny, that for someone so young, you have really kind of gotten into the the depth of some things that some people never even mm-hmm. never even touch. So yeah, you you have some really rich experiences to draw from. Thank you. Yeah, I think you do too. Yeah, you know, but so different, so much more, you know, on the like mainstream conservative, you know, 30 year marriage and then seven year long term relationship. Granted, he was diagnosed as a narcissist, kind of like, you know, at the end of the relationship, which did shed a lot of light on a lot of things. Right. And then there was recovery from that. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then we've both been dating, but very differently, you know, different approaches. And I love what you said earlier about how kind of it's been like a practice, like a laboratory for you. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, yeah. I and that's that. so, oh, pardon me. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I think that's, that's a beautiful way to, to be in your life is, as you know, it's, it's going to be changing and evolving all the time. You know, it, it's so interesting because I'm 23 and I live, we, we both live, you know, in the coast in California, but I go to San Francisco a lot and I've been going to San Francisco in my high school years to college. So I've been on 19th Avenue (laughs) as a young adult for a long time. So, um, there's so many people that I meet all the time and in the city we're in, you know, queer lifestyle is such a thing. So, um, you know, how people are dating, the ways that people date are very different from right. How, how you grew up where, you know, part of our introduction is like all types of dating, you know, polyamorous dating, um, you know, dating and gender and all these different parts that are um, very interesting. And also there's kink relationships, you know, there's so many different things. What relationships? Say that again. Well, just, you know, like there's, there's kink relationships that people have all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. 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 And so um, it's just interesting because I think for me, um, there has been, you know, in my family history, um, you know, sexual assault or, you know, sexual, you know, severe sexual abuse. So for me, when thinking dating is a process, it's always felt like that I had, I kind of had to figure out how to date because I was worried I never would. I was worried I wouldn't feel you know, safe enough or able enough or, um, you know, vulnerable enough ever if I didn't like get into dating and, you know, sexual experiences, um, Mm -hmm. at my age, which it's kind of a double-edged sword because in that experience, I, I've been out in a certain amount that is a lot to some people, maybe not, um, to others. (laughs) Um, but I'm, I'm almost grateful that I thought that way because I did kind of put myself, I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that, you know, got in touch with, you know, where I am in dating and, you know, understanding like, okay, dating is vulnerable for me with my family line, with my own conditioning in my own life, separate from that, uh, with sexual abuse. 
to where, um, you know, you get familiar with that vulnerability that you have. And then you're just like stepping into that a little bit as you're dating along. You're like, you just realize, oh, that's not for me. That was vulnerable, but that's not for me. And I'm okay. Next, next. That feels good. Well, and the truth is that I think dating is vulnerable for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're putting yourself out there to people who you don't know well. And, and being able to balance, you know, kind of like being discerning about how much to share, how much to invest yeah. with, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a very vulnerable place to be. So I think like having some boundaries, being discerning and, and being detached, mm-hmm. not, not detached, but unattached. In some, oh, I like that. Can yeah. you describe that a little more? The unattached and detached. I, I haven't heard of that kind of idea. Yeah, because I think you know you wait. Not that you don't share and connect, because that's how you get to know someone. But how much you actually give and invest, you know, that's kind of something that we can weigh. Mm-hmm. We 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 wait to get to know someone, you know. It just, it, it makes sense, but not everybody gets that, you know, and sometimes you click with somebody and you're like, yeah, or sometimes you have like these expectations or these dreams and these hopes that you're laying on somebody, you're projecting on someone. Mm-hmm. So it is important to kind of pace and, and be a little bit like, as the Buddhists say, you know, there's not some have some non-attachment. Right. Yeah. No, I, I like that. It's it's interesting because when I think of that, um, you know, idea of detaching, there's almost, I think there's like this um, inner negative association that someone who's like more anxiously attached might have immediately. And I noticed that when you said that, I was like, wait, yeah. detached, you know, or someone might even categorize it as like, you know, detaching from reality and antisocial, but actually you know, when you take out the D part and put the non, it's more of a neutral way of being there, which is great for someone who's in the anxious attached, because when you're anxiously attached, you get into this oversharing bit. We love the oversharing bit where, (laughs) you know, you don't get a response. Um, you know, you're like, Oh, are are you good that like, we're not going to breakfast together because I actually like really want to sleep in. And then they're like, not really replying to your texts. Um, And you're, you're, you're at home, you're in bed and yeah. you start freaking out and you're like, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually really tired because I went to the bar last night and like, I had a really great time and I still really like you. And I think you're a great friend of mine, but like, I just really can't get breakfast this morning. I really hope you understand. And like, I hope we're still friends. Yeah. And that's and real. <laughs> now we're swimming in the water of attachment styles. So say you're doing that with someone who has an avoidant attachment style. Uh-huh. Moving like you're moving closer and closer and sharing and sharing. And this avoidant yeah. is going, oh, too much. <laughs> right? Too yeah. much. And maybe it's like, you know, okay, like we don't have to have breakfast. In fact, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know about this person. So so yeah, now we're swimming in the water of attachment styles, which is fascinating and could really be like a whole episode. We could do a whole I know. 
on attachment styles and how they impact love and relationships because it's it's so yeah it's it's the heart of it yeah and we we probably will and i think with that in mind um it'd be great to know a bit about who we both are um to to get to that point because you and i we this is something about dale and i is that um we have so much i think just creative content in both of our bodies to where if you click one button it'll click the next right away. So that's why we're making this so we can categorize it a little bit. So, but it would be great to start with, um, Dale, if you could, it'd be great if you could tell everybody a bit about, um, you know, more of who you are and, um, you know, kind of what you've been through too. Cause I know you've said a little bit about it with, you know, with the diagnosed narc, but, um, you know, if you feel like you said that enough, you can also go into like why you want to do this. That'd be great. Uh, you know, I come from a, a, a relatively dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad traveled a lot, was away from the home. My mom was in the home, but not the happiest person. And the dynamic that they were in their marriage was, um, you know, not something that 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 my brothers or myself really had much of a, of a handle on, like it, there was a lot of ups and downs and it was pretty volatile. And um, so I didn't really have model for, for healthy. I did not have models for a healthy relationship and spent most of my life kind of lost and blind and ending up with people that were so wrong for me, so incompatible. And um, yeah, so a lot of, unhappiness and even you know staying in a 30-year marriage um for as long as I did so it was there was that and and when I got into a rebound relationship after my marriage I decided and again I was unhappy I I decided like I need to to figure this out I really need to find out what it means to really be healthy and happy in a relationship and I found um, my wonderful teacher, Catherine Woodward Thomas, and went into her coaching training. So I am a trained, I'm trained in conscious uncoupling and calling in the one. And I've been doing that for many years. So that's kind of how I came to that before, as you said, the creativity, that was my life. I was an artist and photographer and I taught art and everything was um, about creativity, which is really how we connected. Mm-hmm. through that it's amazing how um to see you know just as much as you have seen me grow i've seen you grow mm-hmm. um you know and with that in mind so dale used to take photographs of me and is a beautiful photographer and artist all around um you know multiple different avenues she does that work um and i'm an artist as well and so you know, we kind of clicked off the back from that, but, you know, when Dale tells you about, you know, their, you know, diagnosed narcissist partner that they had, I saw those interactions. I was there on the job with you guys and, you know, as a young little person, you know, observing, you know, like a lot of control that this person had. And, you know, I was probably about, you know, 14, anywhere from 13 to 15. No, maybe I was 16. Who knows? I was in the teens. And, um, 
I always would, I, I just remember this moment. And if you don't remember, don't, don't feel bad. Um, but we were doing that purple haired photo shoot. We would have these crazy wigs and like um, really cool designs. And it wasn't the one at the castle. It was the one at the playground. And I just remember um, observing your partner at the time, um, you know, just really wanting to control the art form that Dale was producing. And because they were a photographer as well. Um, and so basically I just remember kind of looking at the camera and I just remember this moment, Dale, I really don't know if you remember, but I remember kind of making eye contact with you and having this softness Mm -hmm. of like, we're both doing this art with this energy in the room. Do you remember that? Uh, I actually do remember that. And, and I really felt supported by you because I was in that kind of power dynamic which happens with, you know, abuse and happens often, you know, with, with narcissistic abuse. Yeah. That we fall into this power dynamic. And I was kind of like under this spell. And, and I remember that look because it kind of like woke me up, like sort of snapped me into reality. Like Mm -hmm. what, you know, what is going on here? Cause it's so real. Like, and that's, you know, these type of controlling relationships that have manipulation, gaslighting, um, really heavy dynamics like that, they become just embedded in our whole perspective of what we do, you know, like, okay, like, you know, and as I said, I, I have also been in a similar relationship, um, with someone more kind of in the borderline area, um, to some degree, And so I was going through, um, and this was later, this was actually last year, which Dale helped me with, um, you know, where I was kind of going through a lot of what Dale's been through too. And, you know, you just have moments where you're like on eggshells texting, Mm -hmm. you know? So it just really embeds in a lot of stuff. And I also you know, to pause on that because that's a big conversation, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit, what Mm -hmm. I was kind of going towards with that was, um, it's just so interesting to me that when Dale and I kind of met as artists to bring it to an artist lens a little bit, we both were kind of in these places of our art was kind of all over the place, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of these expressive pieces about like what we were going through. significantly if you look at these pieces which we could maybe we could link some or something at some point well that's a great idea let's we can do that yes yeah don't you think because I was a young cross-dresser really shy about my cross-dressing and I was depressed I was diagnosed with depression at 15 and put on antidepressants after that which I eventually got off and don't relate to that diagnosis anymore um and also you know had anxiety too, as, as we do. Um, and I, we were producing these pieces that just really showed that for me. And then Dale's work with, you know, more of your hands-on art stuff was always so telling, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I just have wanted to say that. So maybe we can link some art below that kind of, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll link a cross-dress pick for sure. Um, yeah. those are lovely. And as you're talking, I'm starting to really see the thread because relationships are creative too. You know, like being in relationship, the the communication, the flow, 
the conflict, the repairing. It's, it's, it's such a creative process in so many ways. And, and that fluidity and that, you know, like sparks of things of inspiration. Mm-hmm. It, it really, there's a lot of parallels. I'm just kind of starting to, to feel into that as you're talking about art here mm-hmm. in this relationship, you know, this uh, relationship place. Yeah. <laughs> forum this is the (laughs) relationship place this is the relationship place and forum yes so yeah yeah and um I guess another question so um you know what what was it that made you want to do this Mm. like kind of make this podcast I I definitely was saying that for me it was as we both know, we were having awesome conversations. Um, but some backstory a little bit is Dale approached me with this idea, um, with co-producing and co-hosting off that. I was like, Oh yes, you know, awesome. I just graduated. I'm farming and I'm in a band and a podcast just sounds like a great addition to that. So that's kind of how it came to me. And I guess why I said yes, um, to kind of give some more words to that was, um, Dating is a process for me. It is a project. It is my one of my favorite art projects. Um, and I'm really trying to learn more about it um, because I find myself to be at a place where one of my, you know, for so long lately, I've been dating from a materialistic place in some degrees. You know, I want them to be this way, this way act this way to certain degrees. And I think that some of those things are very relevant for sure. Um, and they are, but one thing that's clicked for me lately, that is something that I've been looking for is congruency. Mm, so do, word. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, she got a good word. Um, yeah. So kind of congruency between thoughts and feelings feelings and thoughts. And now that I have that, that is such a base thing for me right now that I've dated some people more recently where it's been, you know, they'll say one thing and do another and I will notice that things come up and I'm like, that's just not congruent. That's not aligned. So that's a no. Wow. So I've gotten a bit more on that. So trying to figure out more things like that, learning congruency for myself is kind of why I said yes to this. Um, but if you had some words on that too, yeah, no, that's really, what's what that's really deep, and that and that's really astute to observe, because yeah, you know, somebody can talk, but the but their actions are 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 different from what they're actually saying, and and not only is that confusing, especially for you know those that have ambivalent attachment style, right. Like there's so many levels. This is so complex. We love that. So you're so by congruent, you're bringing clarity. You're bringing like a non-negotiable need, right? Yep. This is I need this, and you're and you're staying true to that. And if I don't have this, it's it's a no. So so not only is it a non-negotiable need, but it's a beautiful boundary to be able to bring into your dating because it can be really overwhelming. You know, who do I choose? Like on these apps, you like, you know, you get like 
people that respond to you and they all look kind of okay in the profiles, but but how do you know, right? So you meet them and so this is beautiful, congruent, yeah. Like, are they in alignment with what they're saying? Yeah, and it doesn't always, you know, it takes a lot of self-power or self-empowerment, right, to own that even, right, to actually go through with that too. Because I've had moments where I'm like, that's not congruent. But that's but that's still but really nice. But they're so cute, right? Like <laughs> you're so cute. So it's so it's it's not challenging, right? Like you being it's no no joke being true to yourself because wow, you know, like you know, those eyes, you know, that that body, but man, not congruent. Yeah. So walk away. Yeah. Not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a big part of why I'm here because I want congruency. So <laughs> curious um, why um, why you're doing the podcast too and appreciate your words on that. That was really good. Uh, you know, thank you for asking. You know, I'm doing a podcast because I have I've loved coaching and I have seen people transform before my eyes. I have seen lives change and it like, it just, you know, it bursts my heart open. It, you know, in, in a few sessions, saying the right things, languaging things, bringing insights in, and then, you know, pop, like somebody, you know, has these, this huge insight, and they're choosing a different direction. So I want everyone to have access to this. Yeah. I want people to understand, I want to educate, you know, I want to share what I've learned, because I've been really studying literally, I mean, I've been reading and studying with teachers um, about what a healthy relationship is, how to do it, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really, I want to bring this, you know, to everybody. I want it to be accessible. I want people who are struggling to have a place to go and, and um, get help if they need it, or just learn something. Mm -hmm. really make a difference in the way they're relating and not only even in romantic relationships but maybe how they're relating to their best friend or or someone in their family oh yeah oh yeah you got me thinking about a few people (laughs) right yeah podcasts can be so personal you know because you have people speaking about concepts that you know they, they can be very relatable. And um, I just remember some podcasts I've sent you in the past, um, like Listen Grit, for example. Yeah. Um, shout out. Um, when I was literally going through some of my hardest breakups was listening to podcasts like that because they would kind of say what I've needed to hear. But my 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 young little body here is just like trying to hold it together to do the things that are right for me. And it's really hard. So when I have these people who are super nice and, you know, have some great words to describe what I'm going through, it's just so moving and it's so helpful. And they're just like, Oh honey, it's okay. You know? So it, they've helped me a lot. So I, I definitely want that too. Yeah. And knowing that you're not alone, you know, like being with people that are real, Mm-hmm. have real experience and are and are sharing that mm-hmm. 
and being vulnerable, it, it, it you feel like it, you're not the only one and you're not alone. Yeah. So, yeah. That's super great. I, I love that. I think it's super important because I think there's a lack of big statement, big statement coming out right here. Um, hey, here we go. I think there's a, um, like a lack of vulnerability in our culture, you know, in like American culture. Cause we're in the States. Um, and we've had a long week. We've had a very long week. We lost Roe v. Wade, I think last Thursday and last Friday. And that's, it's just crazy that that happened. And, um, you know, that's a really big deal for when it happened too, for me as a queer person, because pride weekend was literally the weekend after. And that's a really dangerous time to undo such an act. And everybody knows that pride's going on that weekend. That is a, it's pride month. Yes. It's the last weekend of pride month and they do it then. And I'm Shout out for Pride Month, everybody, really. Shout out for Pride Month. Big month. It's been a month. Uh, And it's like, I don't know necessarily how, you know, the Supreme Court works through those things in time. But for that to happen right before, like, our time of solidarity was a really painful thing and was also um, just very dangerous for the volatility that that could bring up in the communities out here. Luckily, it seemed really safe, but, you know, I think that goes to a lack of vulnerability in our culture just from, you know, how there's, it's so hard to explain, but there is just like, really for me, I I feel like what I'm, what I am seeing is a lot of these hegemonic kind of masculine perspectives really weighing in to our politics over time and, you know, just the kind of quickness of removing that act with how much it allows everyone kind of to be vulnerable, right? To, to engage in relationships in certain ways that people choose to, to engage in their own bodies, trans bodies, certain ways that they Mm -hmm. are, you know, needing to. Um, and to have queer relationships, like it's vulnerable to do those things in our culture through racism, through hegemonic masculinity. So it's like, we're in like this very intense political time and political climate. Um, you know, so it's just, we're in a time of vulnerability is really hard. Absolutely. And it, and it, you know, and that's the name of, of this podcast, you know, new wave relationships. What's happening is it's it, there's kind of this polarization right now. Mm-hmm. This power over is an old paradigm, but right now it is rearing its head so strongly. This mm-hmm. power over, instead of be power with and empowerment. Mm-hmm. So there is the this the very black and white, very polarized splitting. And it does feel very dangerous. I'm with you. It's frightening. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. And I think we're all feeling it. Yeah. So more than ever, more than ever, we need to remember the, the new, the new paradigm and why it's here. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that new paradigm. Um, 
Yeah, you're yeah. part of it. You're creating it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you are on this on this cutting edge mm-hmm. of this of this new way of relating, really. Mm-hmm. That's moving the whole planet forward. This right? Oh, the- I mean it yeah, it goes into like a great, you know, kind of tool here to look at with this could be something like nonviolent communication. Yes. That within relationships does wonders, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just a quick nonviolent communication thing would be like, I feel bad when it seems like, or I think you're doing this thing versus saying like, you're an asshole and I hate you maybe. Um, Right. What a difference. Mm -hmm. And that is so effective in relationships. And think about how our political language you know, if you watch the news or any propaganda exposing machine, um, you know, it's like they do that and that's bad and you're in danger. Mm-hmm. So when you start using NBC in your relationships, I've, I've started using it in like, you know, all my contacts. And it's amazing when you kind of encounter people who it's like, oh, like you're really not attacking me right now. in this political discussion, I'm like, no, I'm not. It reminds me, um, I I was just at the bar the other night and, you know, I'm with some of my girls and um, there was this guy sitting with us and we were going off about Roe v. Wade and, um, you know, some of our thoughts on it. And he asked at one point, it's like, may I, may I step in for a second? We said, you, they were like, you can, yeah, you can for sure. Like you say something, everybody's kind of drunk. And I said to him, "Um, yes, that is, that is totally cool. And I will try to you know, be kind to you, but I'll have to hear what you're saying. And he had, um, you know, some interesting takes just about how, you know, thinking of how severe, um, taking out Roe v. Wade is, for example, where like, you know, black women in particular, or black queer women, um, queer bodied people, no, female bodied people, (laughs) female bodied people, um, of color, you know, getting access to, um, abortion things is going to become way more difficult, right. In these, um, you know, banned States. And he was kind of like, Oh no, you know, they, they can do it. They can do it. Everybody can get enough money to get from one place to another. Right. That was kind of like his take. Yeah. And so that was a lot for me. Um, because, you know, some, men can, you know, cis men, hetero men at times can not really see the scope of, you know, the power that they do have, right? Um, Typically white cis hetero men. And no shame on that. But when that kind of projects onto other people's experiences that don't have equity, that have been through structural racism and these things, it just kind of hits you different, even if you're not a part of that situation. And I noticed, I was like, ooh, I really want to like get mad right now. And then I just asked him, I was like, well, tell me like, why do you think that? Like, tell me more about that. Yeah. And, um, and it's at the bar and eventually, you know, it was at the bar, so I can't totally remember everything, but um, <laughs> in full, but <laughs> it kind of ended up to where he understood our perspective. Mm. Um, and it was just like, I feel like there's so many situations where, People don't use NBC and that can become just like such a mess when it's like, if you just take a moment to be like, I see 
that you think this and that makes me feel this way. And this is what I think as well. And then they're like, oh, you know, I'm not saying like, you shouldn't think that because you're a white heterosis man. And so you're not going to get it right. Like that's, I might have my thoughts, but that's not helpful. Right. No, that's great. And what you're pointing to also is like Mm self-responsibility because blaming is it's putting it on the other person. Mm -hmm. When you come from, this is mine. And this is the impact that I'm feeling right now. And I'm sharing it with you versus, you know, um, like you pointing a finger. It's, it's, it's like really basic. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it encourages what happened with you at the bar, like sharing Mm -hmm. rather than accusing and judging and making the other person wrong or bad. Mm -hmm. So you actually learn and you listen and, you know, voila, sometimes you can even change your mind Mm -hmm. or change the minds of others. So it's beautiful. That's, that's a really great experience to relay to us. I'm so glad my bar experiences are relatable right now. (laughs) What a great, what a great one to bring in. Maybe not memorable, but relatable. (laughs) Yeah, memorable to you. Remember, maybe you didn't remember everything, but they're relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, wow, wow, we we have covered a lot. Would you like to take a pause? Yes. <laughs> sure. Let's take a pause. Thank you for joining us with that pause with really engaging conversations about a lot of different concepts and topics and so many things we'll go into. Yeah. Uh, We have covered a lot. And I keep thinking of that famous feminist phrase, like from the 60s, where the personal is the political. Mm -hmm. It's very radical then. Now, you know, it's kind of like, we just know this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it really, and it goes back to the name of uh, the podcast, New Wave Relationships. And there is evolution right now is, has brought in this new wave. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very, you can see how, the, how relationships are, are changing and, and things on the planet are changing. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about today are these kinds of waves that are crashing against each other. This new paradigm with this like almost sixth wave power over, like when the monarchy came into existence. Mm-hmm. And there's this polarization now. And it impacts not only our personal lives, very much our personal lives, but everyone. You know, there's this collective consciousness now. Yeah. And social media, you know, it just makes it so interrelated where we're so much more aware of these things and having to, you know, integrate all these different ways of being in ourselves and in our culture and understanding, you know, how 
you know, before so much technology and lack of access to what's going on in the world, you're just kind of here and your perspective can be just yours and you can just go about your, your job and your life and you don't have to care. But now we're at a point where it's not that like, yeah, it, we do have to care. Like I think that, but also like, I personally want to care because I just do um, about all these topics of, you know, in our culture with queerness and, you know, racism, sexism, all that. Like it's, it's so important to me and it is kind of intersectional dating at this point for me sometimes, you know, yeah. And, um, for me personally, I'm a pagan spiritualist, which is a whole nother topic that will probably come up a few times of just, um, more an alternative religion and is based off European first peoples to say the least. And, um, not everybody vibes with that. So that is, these topics are relevant in dating with how people understand you with these concepts, which is like, you know, you tell somebody I go by she and they, and they're like, they, what, what is they, what, how does that even work? You know? So it's super relevant and it political does become very personal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this again, back to the responsibility, you know, like we can make a difference. We do make a difference. Mm -hmm. What we do matters. Mm -hmm. So so yes, so we have really we've covered a lot. It, it's been um, a full <laughs> conversation, and and we have a lot to to go back into now and really focus in depth. Yeah, there's a lot of content, a lot of really really juicy, relevant content. Yeah, and I'm so excited too. You know, because we we covered a lot of topics and. Um, they all, as you said, kind of can be like their own episode and, um, it's just super exciting. So exciting to, um, engage in those. And I think Dale and I just wanted our viewers and our conversation for this first conversation to be kind of displaying a bit of how we are and how we think and why we think these things and what we're going to talk about. So I think we definitely covered a lot there. I think yes. we covered yeah, we did. We covered our why and, and how and the story of us and, you know, and what we want to bring forward, what we want to present to mm -hmm. everyone. So, um, yeah. So just thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the New Wave Relationships podcast. If you would like to join the conversation, please email Dale and I questions at dale at creativecorecoaching.com relating to anything dating and relationships. Or if you would like to have a public relationship coaching session on the podcast, please email us at the same email. Please tune in with us every time we upload for more integrative conversations relating to self and other. If you're interested in Dale Sparaghi's relationship coaching, please email her at dale at creativecorecoaching.com for private coaching sessions. Please join us next time for new wave relating and dating.